And welcome back to another fun-filled edition of the Clagato Veteran Podcast. Season 5, Episode 5, with five subjects for this episode. With the main topic being about creatures of habit. The first segment will be breaking cycles. The second segment will be recycled voodoo patterns. The third one will be civilian and militant transitions. The fourth one will be weatherization lessons. And finally, the last fifth segment of the night will be new nonprofit opportunities. And I am your host, Mateo Native Ravager, coming back at you since the last uh, episode with the uh, Valentine's Day special, which um, I was trying to make all these in sequential, uh, trying to make sure that they come in order. But because of the weather that we've been having out towards Clagato, most of the time I'm, you know, shoveling or uh, waddling through the mud and trying to make sure that I get the vehicle to get me to the highway without having to wear out the transmission or burn out the motor. So not not only that, but all the little things in between. So you're just going to have to excuse me for not being having everything come, you know, working together like that. Uh, but anyways, so with that being said, let's just go ahead and jump right into the episode and we'll start off with the uh, first segment of the night. This one will be about breaking cycles. So here we go. First segment for this episode of the Clagatil Veteran Podcast, Season 5, Episode 5, <laughs> Creatures of Habit. And um, this is our first subject, uh, Breaking Cycles. Anyways, this segment is about the feelings involved when making changes and what happens when those privileged feelings get out of hand. So basically, I will be covering um, what it's like to be breaking old family habits excuse me, versus, um, liberal bandwagons, you know, and, uh, just basically the mainstream media, what's going on. And so I just want to start off by saying that making the changes, um, with, um, breaking old family habits, those are pretty much, those are pretty much what I'm going through right now because I am not an alcoholic and I just don't like alcohol. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's my path that I have chosen. Others, you know, it's not that easy for them. And others, they just, you know, they just want to live in that. So to each their own, as they say. And um, as far as breaking those habits go, when I was in the army, uh, the first thing these guys would tell me was uh, like on a Friday or Saturday, you know, they were starting to get to know me a little more. And they were saying, oh, hey, you want to go out and go drink? You want some, you want some beer or something like that? And I was like, no, I don't drink, man. Just, you know, you guys can do whatever you want. Cause we were living in the barracks, you know, and, um, these guys would literally go out of their way, you know, to go get alcohol. And, uh, the post I was at Fort drum in New York, this, um, Louisiana, um, this dude, he became my buddy afterwards, but, um, I was like a year older than him at that time. Oh, okay. So I've been in the army for a few years. Okay. So when I was 21, I turned 21 over there in Kosovo. So that's always special to me. But, um, I'm on our way back 
when we were back in the United States, he was telling me or asking me if I could get him some alcohol. And I thought he was 21, but he was barely 19, I think he was. But he looked older, I guess, because of all the alcohol. Anyways, so um, that was like the first time I bought beer for somebody. And the reason why I did that was because, you know, it, well, he was a pretty good dude. I just told him, I said, you know, don't make this a habit. I don't want to be, you know, buying alcohol for you all the time just because I'm I'm of legal age, you know. But anyways, so with that being said, the military, when I was going through the basic training, the drill sergeants were, well, it, it's also stressed out during like the times if you're going to go overseas and all this stuff, is don't be a creature of habit. Don't be doing the same things over and over and over and over and going to the same spot at the same time at the getting the same thing, you know. Uh, change your patterns a little bit. That's why for me, I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit of an oddball because I try not to really uh, follow the crowd. And that's why this whole podcast thing, you know, that's fine if I only get a few listeners, but you know, like I said, it goes back down to popularity. But anyways, when, um, when I was working in Albuquerque after I got out of the army, um, the, me and my brother were working for this elect electrical company and um, one day he was telling me, because most of the time he was driving anyways, so I just, you know, I was just always riding shotgun. And then he told me, he goes, look at all these people when we came to a stoplight. And he goes, they're all perfectly lined up. He goes, except for me. So he pulled off a little bit more to the right. And um, I was looking at all the vehicles. They sure were in line, man, you know. And right there, my mind kind of opened up more. I was like, Wow. Well, I never even noticed that. So nowadays, you know, with this nonprofit thing, you know, the only place I can really go to get things done is Gallup, New Mexico. So I have to leave Clagato and get to Gallup. But when I do that, sometimes um, looking at the um, the traffic and it's the same thing, you know, everybody's just all perfectly lined up. So I try to keep that tradition going of just breaking that cycle, uh, breaking that mindset that everybody's like, oh, I got to be right behind the next person in front of me. And so you know, I don't think people really notice that they do that. But uh, for me, I try to pull off to the side a little bit and um, just kind of, you know, if there's room, you know, but other than that, um, that was really something that was uh, amazing to me that I never really noticed. And so for the past, I don't know, what, 15 years, 15 years, something like that, I've been, um, every time if I'm driving, you know, I'll pull off to the side a little bit just to break that, that long line, you know, I know it's kind of stupid and silly, but the, the whole point about me talking about, you know, becoming a creature of habit is that, um, or breaking cycles. I mean, is that, um, if we keep these cycles going, eventually they will, they will rotate at an awkward angle, you know, just like how the, the earth has tilted. And now we get, winter pretty much in January, as opposed to like 20, 30 years ago, when I remember it would happen during, um, November, we'd get those, um, we'd get the snowfalls in probably October and then November. And you know, I was a kid back then, but when December hit, you know, it was usually pretty big weather snowstorms. Now those are happening in January and February. So, those, um, 
those feelings that come with breaking a cycle, you know, I really hope that it is motivating in the right way, you know, breaking those cycles in the right way. And because, you know, for every positive reaction, there's a, you know, equal and opposite reaction. So if, if a family is doing very well, not indulging in alcohol and drugs and prostitution and all kinds of crazy shit, then there's probably going to be another family or there's going to probably be a generation somewhere right there where someone's not going to be raised right. And they're going to be, you know, trying to be such a rebel that they're going to break out of that cycle. And then they're going to be making, you know, a new cycle, a new pattern of, you know, like domestic violence and stuff like that. So that feeling of pride, you know, hopefully it's going to be like a, a positive one as far as, um, you know, what happens to those, um, feelings once the, um, once these things get out of hand, just like, um, I hate to use, you know, like the mainstream media again, but as I've gotten older, I've kind of paid more attention, more, <laughs> more attention to it. And, um, the thing that I've learned is that the, what they call the liberals, the left wing, the Democrats, those type of people, they have all the access to all, like a lot of, uh, information spreading, like, uh, newspapers and magazines and all that. And, and people already know that the, the news always reports on bad things. It's always like the worst things that happen during the day in the city. And I remember seeing that in Albuquerque, you know, um, when I was living out there and it was always negative, you know, there was like a car crash, uh, someone got shot. Um, there was a killing and, you know, um, it was just always negative. They'd always report on that and they'd, they'd hang on to that because they know, you know, people are, you know, morbidly curious about death and death and destruction. So that's kind of like something you can't really hide from either. But, um, when, um, when that happens, you know, the, the people that are starting to like, say I'm woke and, you know, the way things were done back in the day isn't what I'm going to be standing up for anymore. So they think that by, you know, shoving their thoughts and beliefs on others, you know, that it's going to make a change. You know, some people that are weak-minded, yeah, that'll probably happen. But the standpoint that I'm usually, you know, coming from is the res side of things, you know. How res am I? You know, am I going to really be listening to social justice warriors talking about transphobicness and, you know, what, what is right in, you know, equality for everyone when this whole time they, they make people who, um, you know, have just been living their lives and just trying to make a living and just, you know, you know, if they're Republicans or right wing and all that, you know, is that really their fault? You know, it's just these, um, these cycles that happen, you know, they, they tend to get out of hand. So right now, what I mean by that by, is by everybody becoming more woke, um, you know, the Hollywood, the movies, the television shows, uh, just the lifestyle, you know, wear what you want, act how you want. And all that is kind of catching up to these guys because the Hollywood entertainment industry, they're the movie industry, 
they're losing a lot of business because they're making a lot of these woke movies where the the i don't know the social justice warrior the the agenda the message of equality is is trying to be so watered down to be so equal that only those that are pushing for it are getting the benefits of it but when they're in charge, you know, nobody really cares. A uh, perfect example is The Daily Show. You know, that idiot Trevor Noah, which I thought he was funny in the, in the beginning. Yeah, he was pretty cool. You know, he'd make fun of both, you know, Democrats and Republicans. But then uh, when this um, coronavirus thing started, he was starting to becoming, starting to becoming, <laughs> starting to become more preachy. And then he became more of like a, a left-wing democratic, you know, crazy guy where, you know, his jokes weren't even funny anymore. I mean, there were like a few hit and miss, but for the most part, he was just really preachy and I kind of stopped. And then I stopped watching the show because it was just boring. Now they got these uh, news anchor replacements for him and they have like um, women and women of color, but that's not helping out the ratings for that show because uh, he's no longer there, you know, he kind of, um, I think he kind of blew it for himself, man. He should have just kept it neutral instead of, you know, trying to be more funny for the the liberals, I guess. And then um, then um, there was another, oh yeah, I saw this video on um, Steven Spielberg at some award ceremony. He goes up to Tom Cruise, he goes, thank you, you saved Hollywood. And what he meant by that was because of Tom Cruise's movie, uh, Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick, it did not have no woke um, premises on it. There wasn't anything about, you know, uh, Maverick being gay or he's being, you know, run by transgender military or anything like that. You know, it was just straight up. I, I haven't seen it, but, you know, that's where uh, it's just amazing to hear, you know, someone as established as Steven Spielberg saying, oh, you saved, you know, the industry you saved by that movie because you didn't want to, you know, go down that route of, you know, trying to be in with what today's society wants. So I just thought that was pretty neat. So that was definitely a cycle that was broken um, for Tom Cruise to just kind of stick by his guns and make Top Gun Maverick. You know, that was that was pretty neat. And then, like I said, at the same time, um, the whole point about breaking cycles is I just want to, I just want it to be known that I'm not a creature of habit. So that's why when I do these podcasts, they're all kind of at different times, different lengths, uh, different subject matters, just because, you know, mine as well. Why not? You know, I don't want to keep all these thoughts in my head and then here 20, 30 years from now, I would, if I didn't do it, I'd be regretting it. And so anyways, um, all that being said and being put together is the reasons why I want to make sure that um, I at least give it one last go round, you know, and hopefully, you know, we do break some of these cycles that, um, you know, for for positive change, not negative. And just like right now, um, those idiots at KTNN, you know, they're not, you know, they're not propagating about the coronavirus as much as they were before, you know, and you know, it's just a phase. And if you look around the world today, right now, 
a lot of people have already forgotten, and except for when you come to the Reyes, people are still wearing their face covers. Well, I'm pretty sure it's like that in some other places, but for the most part, there are Navajos that really don't need to be wearing face covers, especially when they're alone in their vehicles driving and nobody else is there with them. So, but you know, that if that's the way they want, if that's how they feel comfortable, you know, then just let them be. But what I'm saying is there is going to be another cycle of another tragedy, another event, just, just looking at what happened over in Ohio, that train that derailed and caused like that toxic pollution. And then here goes Joe Biden. He takes off towards Ukraine. It's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Just stay here and help out your country, man. But anyways, you know, that's where, um, that's where this, all these cycles, it's like they're collapsing or they're, they're wobbling at an awkward angle now. So anyways, with that being said, uh, let me go ahead and jump on to the second subject of this episode, which will be recycled voodoo patterns. 